incorporating multiple viewpoints and subject matter expertise towards effective and efficient solutions. The Collaborative Reform Initiative Technical Assistance Center, better known as CRITAC, provides critical and tailored technical assistance resources for state, local, territorial, and tribal law enforcement agencies on a wide variety of topics. It features a by-the-field, for-the-field approach while delivering specialized technical assistance using leading experts in a range of public safety, crime reduction, and community policing topics. CRITAC is a public service and offered at no cost to agencies. Keith has been a member of the Fraternal Order Police for over 40 years and spent 31 years at the Joliet Police Department and retired at the rank of commander. Over his four decades in law enforcement, Keith has worn many different hats, some of which include working as a crisis negotiator, an incident commander for a NASCAR Speedway, and upon his retirement, involved in labor issues with the Illinois FOP Labor Council. Anyone who's ever heard Keith speak knows of his passion for CryTech and the great benefit it offers for growth and stability for agencies all across America. I'm Patrick Hughes, National President of Turtle Auto Police, and this is The Blue View. Well, Keith, thanks for joining us today for The Blue View. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, um, you know, I, I did 31 years uh, in uh, Joliet Police Department. I retired there as a commander. Um, after that, um, went through um, a, a stint with our uh, FOP Labor Council. I was a union rep uh, for the last probably 11 years. I still do that occasionally. Um, and then I spend most of my time, uh, you know, working with the uh, the CryTech project that we're involved in. You know, you, you talk about CryTech, and, and I know we, we, we jokingly uh, say that it's your middle name because you, you have such passion for, for CryTech. Can you uh, give, our, give our listeners just a, a little bit of a, a, an understanding of just what CryTech is and what the Fraternal Auto Police's role in it? Well, it's, it's, a, um, it's a collaborative initiative um, between um, ourselves, the International Association of Chiefs of Police, uh, the FBI National Academy, uh, IACALEA, which is the campus law enforcement executives, uh, major county sheriffs are involved, um, the uh, IATALYST, which is the directors of the standards and training boards from across the country, NOLI, which is the uh, National Association of Women Law Enforcement Executives, uh, NOBLE is a, a partner with us, uh, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, the National Sheriff's Association has partnered with us, as well as the National Tactical Officers Association. So you basically have a conglomerate of um, the major uh, movers and shakers across the country in law enforcement. So Keith, this is this is run through grants to the Department of Justice. So what what exactly what services do they provide? Well, there's probably there's probably about 27 different areas that uh, the CRITEC program concentrates in, and it runs everything from de-escalation to officer wellness uh, to assisting with uh, um, uh, data collection and data analysis. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to give you the whole list, but it, it basically runs the gamut of any type of challenge that a law enforcement organization could face. Um, uh, and above that, um, we have had requests that uh, we haven't even thought of to put on the website as as, a, as something to offer, and um, uh, and but we're able to pivot and um, and basically you know find whatever that organization may need to uh, to help help them accomplish their their uh, tasks. 
So if a, if an agency has a specific problem, uh, the first thing they do is they they reach out, make a phone call. It, yeah, it's, it doesn't really start with a phone call, but it does start with an email, a very simple email. So, for example, if an agency um, is is looking for any type of assistance, um, they can basically go um, to the DOJ website, the COPS office website. And I tell people um, the best way to access this is just to Google uh, Department of Justice, uh, CRI-TAC, CRITAC. And it'll it'll come up on your on your browser. You click on it; it'll take you right to the website. That's probably the easiest way uh, to find it. Um, it. On the website, it explains everything you need to know about the program, how it's run. It's totally voluntary. Um, so what happens is, as I said, someone will uh, submit an email, and then within about a week, a representative from IACP will. Uh, who is the major um, partner on this program? Will set up a meeting. They'll call the they'll call the agency, talk to the director, the agency head, whoever, and set up a meeting um, with the partners. And at that point is when the FOP really gets involved. I sit in on, on pretty much every one of those uh, in we call them intake calls. And what we basically do is we triage the department's problem. And so, for example, you know, an agency may say. Um, our murder rates are out the window, and we just we can't understand why. Um, we've, we 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 can do some data analysis, but we don't have enough special uh, uh, special training in that area. Well, we can set them up with a subject matter expert who could then come in, uh, sit down with their uh, their data analysis people, and and help them work through the problem. So we've done stuff like that. Um, uh, it, when the program first started, de-escalation was um, a hot topic. And we had a lot of requests from agencies to, uh, to do de-escalation training. And what we try to do is do a lot of train-the-trainer type of, of trainings. So, for example, um, we just don't want to go in and, and, and you know, continually uh, train an agency on de-escalation. What we prefer to do is send someone in there to train people on how to deliver de-escalation training to their agency and their other surrounding agencies. So it's it's kind of a, a it, it's, it's a broader brush when it comes to offering the services. So we do that um, quite a bit. Um, the pandemic really kind of threw us for a loop because um, before the pandemic, we had a lot of face-to-face -face, uh, interactions, um, a lot of face-to-face -face trainings. Um, and of course, that all came to an end. So we had a um, a pivot to a, um, a web-based uh, uh, training uh, platform. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of experience doing it, so it was kind of a trial and error, but we found out that we were very successful and the agencies were very happy with that type of delivery because they were in the same dilemma as the rest of the country. They couldn't afford to send people to training. They couldn't put people in rooms. So it, it worked very well. Um, and, and, and then after that, uh, you know, now we, we got done with the pandemic. Um, but what was interesting with the pandemic is because all the partners were involved, we had a, we had a real synergy going as to um, best practices uh, out in the field on how to address issues with, um, with COVID. So, for example, you know, um, we had to establish, a lot of agencies had to establish different cohorts uh, throughout their uh, agency so that officers wouldn't co-mingle with one another. So, uh, you know, as you can imagine, it wasn't just one shift catching COVID. It was the whole police department or the whole sheriff's office. 
So they had to do some creative scheduling, and we were able to assist agencies in doing that sort of thing. Um, we had recommended a lot of, you know, converting to 12-hour shifts so that you could keep, you know, um, uh, shifts apart from one another so that you wouldn't have that co-mingling and there wouldn't be uh, uh, a transfer of COVID in the organization. So we did stuff like that. Um, early on, um, as you can imagine, we every agency across the country, plus all of our partners in Crytek, were inundated with um, offers of um, assistance, such as, you know, we would get a call, I've got a million masks uh, sitting in a warehouse, and I can get them to you in two weeks. Um, and so we would have to look at those things and see, you know, uh, if, if if there were legitimate offers or if, you know, people were just uh, taking advantage of the situation. So a lot of the partners during the COVID time were exchanging information on, on um, how to vet different vendors who were providing services for COVID because there was a lot of... Uh, um, under the under underhanded type of activities going on. So, uh, you know, we did that. It was a quick pivot with uh, with within the organization, within the project. Um, and now as COVID's winding down um, and the change in law enforcement, as we're seeing it is, is occurring, we're now faced with um, issues in regards to recruiting and retention. So we're getting a lot of requests through Crytek on, uh, you know, how do we uh, better recruit officers? How do we better retain them? Um, as we know, because our profession is changing considerably. There's a lot of moving parts to, to all of this, and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, different groups are involved as, on this collaborative uh, effort to, to try and find solutions to these problems. But, but, but perhaps, I think in every agency that's trying to get the most out of their, uh, of their budgets, uh, th- there's a, there's a, a strong benefit to, to this one in the fact that it's run by the COPS office. So this training is actually free to the agencies, correct? Yes, everything that is provided is 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 free of charge. So yes, there's no costs involved in any of the um, subject matter experts that we would send, um, any of the time that the partners spend on the project, um, uh, any travel that's involved. It's all provided through the cops office at no charge. Now, of course, the the uh, burden to the agency is that they have to provide their personnel, and sometimes that you know training costs uh, do come into effect where they have to backfill for overtime and that sort of thing. You know, Keith, we, we are, uh, you know, this, this past two years, we've struggled with a lot of issues. Uh, COVID certainly, uh, certainly uh, putting challenges on our agencies that we have never seen in modern time uh, and, and, and those demands. And, and you've, you've talked about how, how Crytac has played a, a role in helping agents, agencies manage through, I guess, that drinking from a fountain of information that was constantly coming out and trying to feather what was important, what was not, and what was vetted. And, uh, and it played a, played a huge role. But, you know, prior to COVID, uh, Crytac had uh, a good, solid uh, track record of working on, on a number of issues. And we know as we emerge out of COVID, uh, obviously, uh, recruiting and retention is a, a big factor, but there are, there are a lot of looming factors that our agencies are, are dealing with. Um, what changes are coming in in uh, Crytac? I, I know that its funding source was was running out, and but it looks like it's uh, there's some some uh, promising information coming uh, on funding of uh, of Crytac uh, in the future. So, could you touch a little bit on that? Yes. So we, we did get uh, funded for, I believe it's going to be another year for the, for the Crytrack program that, uh, that 
the FOP participates in. But um, the Department of Justice is kind of expanding, not 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 really CryTAC, but expanding the delivery of collaborative um, reform. So there's also a going uh, a component the Department of Justice is going to put together to deal with critical incidents. So for example, it'll be a a, a rapid type of response that. Um, that an agency can be provided for, let's say they have an officer-involved shooting or they have a tragic event in their community or they have, you know, a, a major catastrophe. But anything that really challenges an agency, there's going to be a team available um, that will be able to respond, um, you know, quickly and, and help that agency uh, through their issues. Now, uh, it's not going to particularly be part of CryTech. I think Though I think this initiative will use a lot of the CryTech resources that we have available, but this is another initiative from the Department of Justice, and I think they've just put out the RFP um, on that project. And then, uh, and then there's also another project that they're dealing with. It's more of a uh, a long term uh, um, kind of response. So for an agency that um, would like um, someone to come in. And, and kind of go through their policies, their procedures uh, on a long-term basis and really delve into how the agency operates, delivers their services to the public, interacts with uh, employees and with governmental entities, and, and really a broad-based look. Um, there's also going to be an initiative um, uh, on, on that through the Department of Justice, and that RF, RFP is going to come out as well. And so... Um, again, not not really part of CryTech, but I think a lot of the CryTech resources that we have been able to assemble are going to be utilized. One of the one of the beautiful things that we've been able to do with CryTech is assemble a library of subject matter experts from every field that you could imagine. So when when we're faced with uh, um, a, an issue to address. You know, we've got a, a, a deep library that we can look at and determine who are the, you know, the best subject matter experts to send um, to, to a various agency. And I'll tell you, many, many of those subject matter experts are FOP members. Many of them have been recommended uh, by the FOP. It's something about a, a collaborative approach, uh, and in this particular case, you have so many, so many people, so many groups that are that are professionals within their specific fields that all bring a unique perspective, and working uh, collaboratively uh, just really comes up with some, some dynamic solutions to to very real problems tailored to to each one of these agencies. Could you, you know, I know we you talked about COVID and uh, and and how. How Crytek played a big part in in helping navigate through, through all of these new challenges that thrown at law enforcement, and, and but prior to COVID, uh, can you look back at at some of the uh, some of the successes? Uh, any any examples that really uh, you know stand out to show how this collaborative effort has taken a real problem in in an agency and came up with a real solution? And and what did that path look like? Well, so I, 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 I can't name specific agencies because one of, one of the uh, requirements that um, uh, is put upon us through Crytek is that th there's a certain sense of confidentiality because we don't want to put an agency out there that, you know, for whatever reason, asks for assistance. But I can tell you that we have done some very, very unique uh, training uh, uh, scenarios. So, for example, we had an agency up in Alaska 
And this agency basically operated as a, like, almost like a fire department where the officers would fly in and, and work that agent in that agency for like two weeks and then fly home. And they were flying in from like Seattle and Portland. And so they would come in, they would, they would, they would do their like, you know, two week stint and then they would go home. And the agency wanted to do some, tra uh, some training on, on leadership abilities and, and, uh, um, and, and actually, you know, what is the best practices for running a police department that operates so unusually. And so we were able to find some subject matter experts for them. But some of the challenges that we faced was, um, of course, they didn't have they didn't have Internet service because they were so far out in remote areas of Alaska. And we had to actually fly in our people um, to do the training, you know, one on one. So that was probably one of the most unique um, experiences that uh, I was involved in. Um, and but we have we have helped agencies um, that are as small as three, four man departments. And when we do something like that, what we try to do is get eight other areas to, um, you know, come on board as well so that we, we get the best bang for our buck when we, when we, when we do an, uh, a project. But we've done agencies that small, and we've done agencies as large as any city you could imagine, Chicago, Philadelphia. Um, so we've, been, we've kind of run the gamut on, on um, the, the, the size of agencies that we've been able to assist uh, one of the in most interesting um, aspects of all this is we get a lot of requests from campus law enforcement organizations. And what I have found out is that um, it, it, through CRITAC is that, you know, the campus law enforcement is probably one of the most challenging uh, jobs in our country because, you know, of their uniqueness, right? Um, working with, working in that college atmosphere, many, many colleges are very, um, open and, and, and liberal. And so there's a, it's, it's a, a whole different way of doing policing. And also what I found out is a, in a lot of areas across the country, the campus law enforcement isn't really, um, isn't really given a lot of support from their, uh, from their uh, organization, from their parent organization or college campus. So uh, they're always really uh, uh scrambling to get funding and get assistance on training. So we do a lot of campus law enforcement uh, training as well. Um, tribal law enforcement is another very unique situation. Uh, we service uh, tribal law enforcement across the country. And this really been an, an eye-opening opportunity for me because of the way tribal law enforcement uh, works and how they interact or sometimes don't interact with the law enforcement agencies uh, that surround them. So that's been some very uh, unique uh, training opportunities as well. You know, uh, so agencies uh, take advantage of this, but, uh, you know, it, of course, the Fraternal Order Police is, is a union, it's a representative organization. Uh, what role uh, can, you know, in agencies, I mean, we're all, it's all spokes on a wheel. Uh, the the workforce is just as in, in engaged and, and encouraged uh, wants to encourage uh, professional law enforcement as as any other aspect with the agency as well. What role can the uh, can can a, a local uh, fraternal order police a local union play in in trying to pull these services into uh, to the to their agency? Well, as you know, as it always stands, right. Um, 
um, the, the labor organization or the association or the FOP or whoever it is that represent rank and file are always, um, you know, negotiating with their uh, uh, governmental entities, their chiefs, their sheriffs for, for better pay, better wages, benefits. And, and But in other areas, too, you know, we have a lot of our local FOP leaders that have recognized the, the need for training. And, I, you know, I've seen this more, more than once where, you know, uh, the, the local FOP will, will approach the, uh, the city or the, the county or sheriff and they'll say, look, we, you know, we believe our officers need this training. It's sorely needed. Let's say it's de-escalation training or maybe it's wellness, officer wellness, whatever the need is. And, and oftentimes, you know, it, it, the, the pie is, is only so big, right? So, you know, the, the, the response back is, well, we'd love to help you out, but we don't have the money. We can't afford to do this. Or, 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 or worse yet, if we provide you training, then we can't, we can't provide you the benefits that you want. So um, this offers an opportunity for a local, uh, local association leader, FOP leader, to, to be able to step forward and say, well, Look, look, chief, look, sheriff, I have a solution for this. All you have to do is go to the Crytek website and, and apply for funding or not funding, but apply for assistance through Crytek and it won't cost our agency anything. And 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 and, and what is most most beneficial is that you can tell your chief or your sheriff, your organization is a partner with Crytek. So it's not the this is not the FOP trying to push some training into the organization. This is a conglomerate of every major law enforcement organization across the country who is is who has been working together to provide professional uh, services uh, to agencies. So it's really something you that that chief or sheriff or city administrator should really look at closely. So really what uh, Crytek has done is taken away all of the excuses of fixing problems within agencies. Uh, you've got a resource oh, yeah. here. You've got a resource here. The resource is free. The only thing you're investing is a little bit of time and a uh, and, and interest in trying to improve a specific uh, uh, issue or problem within your agency. Here's Crytek in, in a collection of, of uh, subject matter experts who are willing to work with it and resolve resolve these issues, come up with a, uh, with a sound solution in order to be able to advance uh, advance through which whatever these issues are, Keith. If uh, I know you you talked about it by going to the website, but uh, where exactly should someone go if they want more information about signing up and and participating in Crytac for their agency? Well, I can offer you the website. It's it's cops.usdoj.gov backslash collaborative reform. Uh, or better yet, if you really have uh, uh, a question or you need some guidance, just contact me and I will guide you through the process. I've done it probably a hundred times, different agencies across the country, working to get them, you know, into the into the system that they need. So uh, you can get a hold of me. It's kturney at fop.org. And uh, of course, if you go to our uh, fop.net website, there's a place to contact me there as well. Okay, great. And, and uh, 
Um, you also can go to www.fop.net, and that will also has a link to uh, to Crytek as well, and it'll give you all the information you need. Keith, thank you for. Uh, I, I know we, uh, you know, it's kind of a running joke. Uh, you know, we travel a lot with Keith, and he speaks at a lot of uh, a, a lot of lodge meetings and and talks about uh, by Crytek, and, and we kind of refer to it as his middle name. Uh, but uh, his, his passion is, uh, is is so apparent for. for uh, helping agencies uh, improve the quality of the of, of law enforcement within a community. So I thank you for for what you do and, and constantly carrying that message of uh, of, of reasonable and uh, uh, affordable solutions to to these problems. So uh, again, thanks for for joining us and and to our audience, thank you for joining us for this issue of uh, this episode of Blue View, uh, where the, we talk about the issues that are important to the men and women who suit up and show up in communities across this country every single day and make a difference in the lives of those they've sworn to protect and serve. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. To get the latest from the National FOP, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GLFOP and on Instagram at FOP National. Thanks again. See you next time.